Welcome to Simply Us. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Erin. And we want to welcome you back to the Simply Us podcast. We have... We are finishing up our final episode of a series we have been doing based on Jess Connolly's book, Breaking Free from Body Shame. And these last episodes have been so good for me. And me. Yes, it's been so good to refocus and be reminded of what we learned since the first time we read this book. And the things we've kind of discussed, if you haven't been here, we've talked about the origin story of our body shame We've given God that shame. We've talked about our bodies and how they're actually dying and fading away. And there's really nothing we can do to change that. So why are we working so hard to try to do that? So true. And then we've <laughs> lastly talked about the truth God has given us when we've changed and shifted our focus away from the shame and on to him and how it is an act of worship to move, eat, breathe, and sleep. And all those things are worship to God. So they've been great episodes, but to finish off our time together, we wanted to get the gang back together. The original four that did our body shame. This is a small group that you guys can do with your friends. We did it with Alyssa. Hello. And my Aunt Beth. Hello. So we've gathered them here and we thought, Let's interview and talk about, we did this study almost six months ago. So when we did it, we, they are also avid listeners of the podcast, but we wanted to hear from them and say, um, what have you learned? But to give a little background, I've got Alyssa here. She's my sister. She's in her 30s. She's a busy mom of four and is running around, but she's also an athlete. And she has always enjoyed her body. And I'm interested to hear how this is going for her. But she's always, since I've known her, she's like to, you know, take care of her her body. body. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In all kinds of ways. (laughs) And then we have my Aunt Beth here. Watch that you say the age. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, she's also busy traveling the world, setting up groups. And so she is here. And she is... um, I can't wait to see because I've never talked about my body with my Aunt Beth. So it's been a very, but we are all avid lovers of clothes and dressing of our body and caring for it. Lots of food and family, our family gathers around food. So it's been fun. Food is, and gifting food has been a tradition in our family of bringing food and sharing it with those we love and giving it to those we love. So, and my mom's here. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we know her. her. Sidekick. I know. So the first question I really wanted to ask you all: what, what, what was your biggest takeaway as we went through the six weeks? What, like, are you still remembering from the study, Alyssa? Do you want to go first? Sure. So I'd say the biggest takeaway for me is just the awareness. Like, it brought to light. Still, even though I'm this is like a work in progress, how negatively I still can talk to my body or about my body and how I let the outside world like speak into that as well. But I think the book helped you like uncover, helped me uncover the lies I was believing. Um, And then also like to go a step deeper to figure out like where they stem from. And so for me, I think the biggest, like I'm all about practical. So the biggest simplest takeaway for me is that my body is good. And it was an easy truth to grab onto that my body and your body are good. And God sees me as good. 
So there's not like that pressure to be and act a certain mm-hmm. way or look a certain way. So I still like, like she said, I do like to honor my body and take care of my body and move my body. But no matter where I am at that journey, um, God sees me as good. So the pressure is off. Um, and he created me beautifully. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other simple takeaway take I have from the book is that she uses a phrase, I think in a beginning chapter, chapter that says, you can't beat the curse. And that phrase just really stuck out to me because when I find myself slipping back into the lies and starting to obsess like over a wrinkle or needing a product to look young, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) I think there's, for me, there's like a moment of like where it turns to obsession and that's when I feel like I need to like pull back. But I don't think like looking at skincare is like wrong. Mm -hmm. So when I find myself in that zone of obsession, that's like a good phrase for me that because of the fall, because of the curse, because of sin, my body's naturally wearing and tearing and aging and so the pressure is off that like I joke like I'm not Benjamin Button we can't go backwards (laughs) so it just the pressure is off we wish we knew what we had when we had it yeah (laughs) so true what about you Aunt Beth I think a lot like what Alyssa said um our bodies being good I just was reminded again in our study that Um, we're made in God's image, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the interesting things, you know, when God created the world, he spoke everything into place, right? Mm -hmm. But when he created man, he breathed his breath into man. So not only am I made in this image, but I made his breath is in me. It is alive in me. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I start to obsess, cause we do, you know, social media will get a hold of us or, you know, that wrinkle or that gray hair. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the obsession. Nothing's wrong with taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and wanting to, you know, do different things or, or be a certain way, but it's the obsession. Mm -hmm. And because God looks at us, you know, he doesn't look at the outside. He looks Mm -hmm. at our inside. Yeah. And how can we not love? He loves everything he made and we're part of what he made. Mm -hmm. And so how can we not love ourselves when he loves us so much? Mm -hmm. And I think that was, you know, one of the biggest takeaways for me. Yeah. I, I feel similarly to your first point, Alyssa, that my body is not shameful. I think for so long, it's actually really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for so long, I felt shame. And just as book said, well, no matter what, if we're, that's the starting point. Like my body is good. It is not shameful. And I also recognize, I think where a lot of places I allowed fear to enter, like my eating and my moving and my health in general. So maybe, I don't know if obsession and fear could connect with each other, probably. But like even recently, I caught myself, if you've listened to our episodes on fear, there's something we call future tripping, where Mm -hmm. you fear things that could happen or might happen. And I like listened to something on like a And it was all of a sudden I was having this thought roll through my head. Well, what if I gain more weight? Like I'm I'm already at a weight that I'm like, uh, but what if I gain more? What if I'm this size forever? Will I eventually have to deny myself the pleasure of food? Like what will life look like trying to lose it? What if one day I am stay this size and it's one of my dreams to hike the Camino which is this huge (laughs) hike in Spain what if I can't do that because of the size that I am and what if I know and what if I am getting older and I have huge health concerns because of like my size or my body Mm -hmm. and these thought patterns 
they didn't lead me to feeling good. (laughs) Actually, they led me to my root lie of hopelessness. And I don't think it was helpful because I was just thinking, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. And I feel like God this whole time and through Jess's book is asking me to stay present in my current reality with my current body. Stay present with what I'm eating. Stay present when I'm preparing my food. Stay present when I'm feeling hunger cues or navigating. Am I looking for comfort right now? Or is this, am I actually hungry? And he, I think God was asking me like, whoop. Don't worry about those things. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. If you can't walk the Camino, we'll figure it out when we get there. Because right now I can't, life has not made it possible for me to do that. But slow down and enjoy the life I have right now. Don't get stuck in the rut of fear for myself, but stay present with God and allow myself to continue to heal the um shameful mindset yeah that's really good boy Mm. all uh, such wisdom you all have (laughs) such good insights you received I was gonna add one more thing I think too um she talked about you know the curse like Lissa said but it also um the enemy made Eve feel like she wasn't complete right she Mm -hmm. needed to eat of this fruit to gain something more that she needed in life mm-hmm. but god made us complete right right mm-hmm. right yeah. where we're at we're complete we don't need anything else we don't need to change anything um to to know his love and right. his acceptance it's already there it's, it's our, a good place yeah. to start yeah. <laughs> and then figure out where to go next yeah. or what he's asking but it's a great good place to start is like i'm complete i am good yeah. Yeah, And I think, though, um, mine would be the same as yours, uh, Lisa and Beth. You talked about the curse and how we just can't beat it. Um, Because it really helped me to just be at peace about all aspects of my body, including the MS that has taken residence inside it. Because of the fall, my body is fragile, but that's okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And I think we each I think we each have walked away with something simple to implement or, or to apply to our lives. But then we've actually had this time, this distance from the time we went through it together as a group to today, you know, to right yeah. now, which is about six months. So honestly, all these months later, how's it been going for each of you? Yeah, uh, good. Okay, um, yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I think it's just the awareness of recognize when you're slipping back into your old patterns. And I think there's a balance of like being healthy and like we said, like the obsession yeah. of letting it consume your mind. So Something I've noticed that helps me is like, I'm a planner. So helps me like with things that I want to focus on to have a plan. So right now it's like, I want to fuel my body with having more protein so that I have more energy. And Mm so I've made the decision to like, think about that at the beginning of the day, like plan it out. Mm -hmm. And then with moving my body, I like to move my body, um, but I, I have flexibility in it. It's not every day. So, but what I've realized is when I'm like not obsessing about it and thinking over it as much it frees up my mind to think about other things. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like the, I don't know, at our house, lunchtime is crazy because my kids <laughs> just got home from, or a couple kids got home from school and they're hungry. And I'm trying to, usually I'm also trying to figure out what I'm going to eat. So it's like, get their food. Everybody's having a meltdown, but I'm thinking about mine. And I realized the other day when we were doing this, because I had already thought about it and I wasn't obsessing about it, that I was able to hear God speak to me while I was doing the dishes in the middle of the most chaotic mm. time of the day. And he brought yeah. something to light to me that was like an aha moment, but it didn't have anything to do with food yeah. or like me. Like, yeah. well, it was about me, but, mm-hmm. but I was able to hear something I like really needed to know. And it was because I had the freedom of my mind to think about yeah. and ask him. 
So I think it takes practice is what I'm learning. Like I'll have a bad day and then a good day, you know, but I think over time it does get a little easier. Um, I have another, do you want another story? (laughs) (laughs) But my kids have been sick. I'm sure like everybody's kids have been sick on and on for the whole winter month Mm -hmm. on and off. And um, one of the nights my baby woke up in the night and he was like so mad. I could, you could tell he didn't feel good. So mm-hmm. I like tried everything finally, like a little before five in the morning, I got him to like fall asleep, like holding him. Mm-hmm. And when I was sitting there, I'm like, well, I'm awake. He's asleep. It's five in the morning. If I pass him to my husband, maybe I can go exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I woke Derek up. I passed him Kate and he, in the process, woke Derek, woke the baby up too. He <laughs> lost it. He was mad screaming he didn't want Derek which you know he's sick because he loves my husband so much. <laughs> he does and uh, um and so I took him back and just held him until the other kids woke up and what I realized in the morning was I was more like oh I didn't get a shower like mm-hmm. that was what I was more upset with than than like oh I didn't get to exercise and yeah, I didn't get to work out and for good. me that's like a huge mindset shift yeah. and what I realized in all of it I was like I was trying to get up and move my body and honor it and worship God by moving my body yeah. but instead like me sitting in bed holding my baby holding this gift yeah. it was actually that was a form of worship yes mm-hmm. that's so good yeah I love yeah. that that's really sweet and I feel like God always speaks when we have to hold those babies mm-hmm. we don't want yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just thinking about what else you could be doing yeah. and your baby trapped. But it is a gift because they don't stay little. And then it was an act of worship. That was such yeah. good yeah. insight. Yeah. 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 What about you, Aunt Beth? What have you had? I think it's the same thing. You know, it's I, it's always going to be an ongoing. I wish we could say, oh, everything's perfect. And yeah. We're living the life and we're doing yeah. what we want to do. But, you know, there's days when you get more focused on yourself because... Mm-hmm. That's just the same nature in us. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've had days of failure that I've messed up that we got to pick up, right? Yeah. And you can't obsess on when things go wrong. And, you know, there's days I, there are, I do have goals. I want to take off a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, eat right. Mm-hmm. I want to, not just because I don't want to deprive myself. But I yeah. want to feel good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to obsess over, mm-hmm. oh, I got to get those 15 pounds off. Oh, I, you know, yeah. it's a, it's an obsession. And then I get, start feeling guilty. And then mm-hmm. I start feeling like a failure. The spiral. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> but right. like Alyssa said, if you can take your mind off that, you know what? It was a bad day. Pick up and get going. And yeah. that's what I've been trying to do. Am I doing it perfectly? No. But, um, but I know I need self-control because that's part of the fruit of the spirit right yeah. is self-control um and i don't want to live out of control yeah mm-hmm. so just trying to to work on that and make that a goal just to to be um you know honoring god and and then that gives you time to worship him and to feel relaxed mm-hmm. right you're not always obsessed over everything mm-hmm. and i think one of the verses that i've been um looking at and it was in our study is ephesians 2:10 it says we and i try to always change the we to i right mm-hmm. So I'm God's handiwork. I'm created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared in advance for me to do. And if I, um, if I'm so consumed with my body and what I'm going to eat and did I, you know, did I put this cream on and did it, you know, I didn't lose the weight and I ate this cookie. And, you know, if that's consuming, Mm. um, then I'm going to feel shame, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to miss out on everything that God's prepared has prepared yeah. Yeah. for me. I loved that chapter in that book yeah. where it was like, and even what you're saying, like I didn't hear God 
because I was thinking so much about this. Like, I almost missed it. Yeah, because I was so thinking about this. And I think I feel similarly. Like, some days I feel like a rock star. Like, oh, I love myself. I feel good. Went for a walk. I know. Like, all the stars aligned. And I feel like even if I didn't, I have this innate thing that I am good. But um, some days I feel down in the pits. And I'm like, oh this is not where I want it to be, or I talk down to myself. But I feel like Jess's book has given me language and God has given me truth to cling to as I keep healing and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for that. And I'm happy I didn't, I think I'm really happy that we didn't do this in isolation. Like I'm so thankful Jess had this study to go along with the book because I think we have people now in our life, close people that understand and that we've been so vulnerable with like our deepest fears have come out in our mm-hmm. group and the accountability has been so amazing to have mm-hmm. and we've got the same language and we'll continue to process that together right that's so good and I think um for me too um is what I've noticed um like you were saying Lisa about the protein thing like uh-huh. how you doing of course I always piggyback out <laughs> off of you right like it's like oh what are you doing oh I should do that too <laughs> even though I've been told 12 years ago when I was diagnosed with MS that protein would be the thing that I need to do. I, in my own strength and in my obsession, did everything but. So I've been trying to do eat more protein. And it's interesting that um, I have to pay more attention to the foods I eat to see if they serve my body well or if they don't serve my body well. And so I think that's something that I have been doing still from all these months from back when we started. Um, just an example, you all know, because you are my closest people, right? You know, like I have been trying, I didn't always want to eat meat and cheese. So I was trying to eat the protein um, powder, okay, right? Yeah. That protein powder and stuff. You always know that that didn't agree with me too. No. <laughs> right? You, you all know. <laughs> What'd you say? You can't have that. No, I can't have it. So, um, yeah. And not only would there be maybe a little odor around and stuff, but um, my stomach didn't feel good. I felt like I had the flu and stuff. And because I've been able to become more self-aware, I realized that because of the curse, there are just certain foods my body can't eat and can't tolerate now. So I'm looking forward to the day in heaven when I get to eat everything, right? Because there is going to be that feast. feast. (laughs) So there's going to be good food there. So, but you know, one day last week I was reading Acts 8, 39 and 40. And this is what it says. It says, now when they came up out of the water, so this is Philip and the eunuch, and the eunuch was seeking out God, and God had Philip go to him to introduce him to Jesus and to tell the story of Jesus. And so immediately he said, yes, he wanted, he wanted to believe in Jesus. So he, they went to baptize, Philip went in the water to baptize um, the eunuch. And so the Ethiopian eunuch. So now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. And when I read that, you guys, I just kept thinking about the verse, like this unusual thing happened to Philip he experienced this unusual thing. The spirit of the Lord caught him away from one location and then dropped him off in another town. I just couldn't stop thinking about this. And so I just asked God what he wanted me to know, you know, and this is what I came to just like think about. I may never be physically transported like Philip was, 
But you know what I realized? The Holy Spirit is still in the business of transporting our lives, getting us from one point to the next. He set Philip on a new path, and he's promised to direct our paths too. Um, So that's what he's been doing for all of us. He's been transporting us from the lies that we believed about our bodies to have eyes to see a new path. Um, His truth, his truth, along with the practical ways to do it, like we've all been talking about. So you guys, this new path he's placed on us is a whole lot more filling than the never ending hunger that we were trying to fill living in the cycle of shame and defeat. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful that we've been on this journey with all of Mm -hmm. you. And I thought to end our time, as we normally do, we would do a little imaginary prayer together and kind of remembering, we wanted you as a listener to remember where God has taken you if you've been on this journey with us, and then have him give you one final word of truth. So remember, as we pray, the Holy Spirit's voice is similar to that of your own. Um, He's always going to give you things that make you feel safe, and his words are always kind and good. Um, And they'll align with things you've read in the Bible, too, and those things that you know of the character of Jesus. So let's do this little prayer together. I'll start us. And as I say, imaginary, just picture these things in your head as we pray. So God, we're here and we want to hear from you. We ask that any um, thing that's not of you will leave our minds and that we will be fully able to listen now. And can you, Holy Spirit, be our transporter? Will you show us in this imagining and of prayer, where are you, God? And as you look to him, Ask him to show you and remind you when you began this journey, what was the one thing he wanted you to know? And as he brings those things to your mind, I I want him to see, is there's an old memory that's maybe attached with you being redeemed? Is there a verse or song he wanted you to recall? Is there a line from the book that you can remember highlighting or an aha moment you got when you were journaling about your body? And even now, God, as we kind of like move forward on our journey, would you show us and remind us, like looking through the pages of an old, you know, memory book or a yearbook or even scrolling back through your phone, will you show us how we've grown? Will you let us know what you are most proud of? And can you bring to our mind how you've seen us be so intentional? Remind us of the good that we have been pursuing and the truth that we've uncovered. And as those things have come to memory, what is the one thing even today you want to remind us of or something new and fresh you want us to know as we look forward to one day living free. And as you give us that final word of truth, as we wrap up and go, can you give us a little picture of what is ahead? Will you give us, will you remind us or show us like Moses stood on the mountaintop and got to see the promised land? Would you show us the truth and the freedom that's on the other side of this journey? What are the things? Give us a peek into the future. 
And God, we love you and we thank you for this truth. May it be cemented on our hearts and reminded in our mind. And may it not stop here with us in this room, with the listeners, but we ask that it would continue to grow and flourish and that the people around us would continue to um, break free from shame. Your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, anybody have a little insight from the parent? Mom always does. Um, well, I guess the only thing that I would say is, um, so two th- two songs came to my mind. Well, first, I really just had the impression that um, Jesus was saying to me, I love you just the way you are. Right. And then I remembered that it's a song. Mm-hmm. I love you just the way you are. An old song? <laughs> yes. It's always an old song with me. Aaron's like, oh, okay, mom. Can't recognize and that. And then one. another little... Another, I got it. <laughs> yay! Uh, and then the other song that came to my mind, I think I talked about it in one of our previous episodes, is John Legend sings, um, all of me loves all of you, mm-hmm. all your imperfections yeah. or something like yeah. that. And I just felt like it was God singing over me, like, don't don't worry, I love you. you yeah. Know? I just love you so much. Yeah. So I don't know. Anybody else? Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I, I kind of went to the love thing, too. You know, we get, we talk about so much about our outer selves, right? And then mm-hmm. you said um what you know I, I can't remember what phrase you used but I just heard God saying do you love me more today than you love me six months ago oh, yeah you know? that's so good <laughs> yeah oh. yeah so it's he wants us to love him right you know? and we're and to love him we have to love ourselves yes right. too right yeah so there has been growth. if we yeah. love him well we'll love ourselves we'll love ourselves yeah, yeah. that's good exactly I got a picture. <laughs> Yay! I'm so proud of. And then I'm like, well, what is this? Of course. I don't know what that is. But it was like I was walking in this field that had like flowers that hadn't bloomed yet. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down and you were like, where is Jesus? And he was ahead. But as I was look, as I looked up, he was walking towards me. Mm-hmm. And it's like he grabbed my hand and we started walking. And as we started walking, the flowers started blooming. Um. So like walking ahead. So I was... I, was like okay what does this mean um and I felt like he was saying come on let's do this together and thank you for inviting me into this Mm, um so good because every time like you think you fail you come back to me and he said look ahead and when you look up there was like flowers everywhere he's like there this is fun there is fun (laughs) in the freedom yeah and then when we kept walking there were people and he's like show them so it was like wow. picking up the flowers and putting flowers in their hands as we were walking oh that's really good yeah. mm. wow and then it's like what does that mean for i know the like, future? Yeah. yeah we have yeah. a lot of flowers to give out yeah. <laughs> yeah no i was reminded your body is good it's always yeah. been good like yes. even before you started this study I right believed that. yeah so it was a good reminder of what and i didn't have a true a forward thinking one but mm-hmm. i did get that picture of moses looking over like the work you do now, other people will enjoy. Yeah. Of um, your freedom means they will bring freedom too. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. As we wrap up this, we thank you guys for being awesome listeners, and hope you've enjoyed the breaking free from body shame little series that we've done. We're talking about what's next. Yes. We've got some ideas. We don't know when they'll come. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're hoping to do something on prayer right. with you it's guys. It's for sure going to be prayer. Yeah. yeah. So we look forward mm-hmm. to bringing that content to you. And as we're learning, we're excited to share it with you. So 
Check back here and we'll let you know when some things come out. But right now, from the bottom of our hearts, we're so thankful that you're here and you're listening. And we hope and pray that you will experience the freedom promise. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.